Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garrix, and I'm thrilled to be coming to you from the Fairfield Comedy Club tonight with our headliner, Joe List. Joe, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. This our is pleasure. exciting. Yeah, I know, right? Who, who thought not only would you be able to rock a uh, hotel lobby, but also get to uh, tape a quick podcast in the middle of it? It's kind of ideal. It gets me off of my phone for a few minutes. I don't know. You seem like you're having a lot of fun on the phone. I felt kind of bad about it. Well, the, I, well this is what I was happening. I'm watching the Boston College football game, but I don't have the ESPN app gives you a 10-minute preview, so I, my 10 minutes ran up. Oh, so you had to they, choose which 10 minutes. Yeah, they let you watch live for 10 minutes. I have to sign in with my cable provider, but my wife has that information, and her phone is off or something. She's uh, having sex with a man. That's not me, evidently. That's unfortunate. I can give you my login when we're done. Oh, I thought you were going to say you could have sex with my wife. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> But, yeah, I'll take the login. I, I, I guess, you know, medically I could. Yeah. Scientifically, that yeah. would be possible. I wouldn't do that. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. I try to never bang <laughs> the spouses of my guests. Yeah, so. that's a good good, good uh, policy. So, uh, Joe, uh, you know, you, uh, you started comedy in Boston, right? I did, yes, back in 2000. 2000. Which I want to sound like longer ago. 2000 always sounds like future. Well, uh, you know, the good news is I probably won't release this recording until like 2020. Perfect. So it's going to, it'll seem, you know, even longer, longer. ago. Yeah. yeah. All right, perfect. What was the, uh, what was the Boston scene like then? Uh, it was great. It, it was very... It was just what comedy was to me, because I'd never been anywhere else. So it was pretty cool. The comedy connection was going at the time, which was in Faneuil Hall, and it was like an A room. It was like one of the best rooms in the country. It was like a 475-seater, and they had like huge national acts on weekends. But then like Monday, Kevin Knox did like the amateur night, and then Tuesday was Paul Nardizzi with headline. So I would go there every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, hang out, and started getting spots there. And a lot of cool people, a lot of fun people. Open micers were great. That's what I was at the time. And there was like a, all those great old-time Boston headliners around. And then you'd have big national acts coming in yeah. on the weekend. So it was pretty great. That's awesome. So how long, uh, you know, after starting in Boston, was it before you started getting, you know, paid gigs, kind of moving on from the open mic scene? It was a little while, probably like four years till I was getting like kind of steady stuff. Because there's a lot of work in Boston. There's a lot of like VFWs, Knights of Columbus, fundraisers, firehouses, so it's not like a ton of club work, but there's a lot of like all that shit. This, it's a huge population in Eastern Mass. So, so how did you start to find that stuff? I guess just from being around, like the open, like you'd go to the open mics, and then like someone would start being like, "There's another open mic at this place," and then you got, I kind of got in at the Comedy Vault. Um, they did like a Sunday bringer show. You had to bring two people. I started doing that, and then you, I still think to this day, most work you get from other comics. Yeah. So once you start meeting comics, hanging out with comics, they're like, hey, I know a guy that has this show. And then people start to go, oh, you know who you should get is get this guy. He's funny. So I would start emceeing and opening all these shows. And then after a while of that, people would be like, hey, can you do 20? Could you feature? And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. There's a lot of that, which like happens at every point in your career. You're yeah. like, I shouldn't have said this. But that's the only way, right? Until Ex you until you push yourself into that situation. Exactly. You know? When are you going to do it? Yeah, it's exactly. That's like Seinfeld had a great analogy, but it's the only job where they introduce you as being able to do the thing immediately. <laughs> like they're like, like a surgeon. If you're like, I want to be a surgeon, I'm like, okay, work on this guy. <laughs> you're yeah. a surgeon. Yeah, yeah. Like, But comedian, you just, if you want to be a comedian, you're just a comedian. Yeah, pretty much all you have to do is change your Facebook profile to your name and then comedian. Yeah. And you've accomplished it. And they go, here he is. Yeah. And then you go, all right, <laughs> hopefully I can do this. I don't know. So, so uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, about a few, year, few years before I started yeah. getting some stuff. Was there a moment, uh, you know, over this uh, 
18 to 20 year span, depending on when this uh, hits the airwaves, yeah. that you know you felt like, all right, this is I'm all in. This is the career. Um, you know, w- was that your plan right from the bat, or was there like some moment where where that became real? Yeah, I always felt that way because I was I started when I was 18, and like I just thought, sort of naively, I guess. Well, maybe it's not naive because I did it, but. I just always thought I'm going to be a comedian. That's my. That's what I'm going to do. I like literally at never at any point had any kind of backup plan or thought. I just went. I'll just. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to do this, and um, so and I did. I like. I didn't go to college or anything. I just started going to comedy. And like, there was plenty of times where I probably a normal person would have been like, "Hey, maybe I should get a job or something." <laughs> this is stupid. You were forced to succeed by lack of a backup. Plan. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of but I always was pretty good. Like even when I first started, my first few sets, people were like, "You you're good. You good." I'm looking back, it was horrific. Like if I saw 18-year-old <laughs> me now, I'd be like, "This guy blows." But you had something. But like people would be like, "I did better than I felt like I was doing better than most of the people at my level." Yeah. Throughout that. Or as good as a lot of people. Yeah. Like it seemed like most people that had been doing it as long as I did sucked worse than me. <laughs> like I was like, there was always that moment of like, I'm doing better than these guys. It's surely. kind of like Survivor. You just need to not be the worst person yeah, exactly. in a given week. Exactly. It's like Darwinism or something. <laughs> but but plenty of people are horrible and make a great living. So <laughs> that, that is true. So there's hope. if you suck, there's hope for you. Well, you yeah. You, know, you just got to find a path. That's yeah, what yeah. this podcast is all about. It's like, yeah. what's your path? Yeah. So, uh, you know, what gave you this uh, this confidence at such a young age that like this was it and you were going to make it work? Did you, I, was it just a lack of understanding on the industry? Yeah. Or I don't were you just know. like, did you know in your heart like this is what you were meant to do? Yeah. Some of it, I guess, was confidence. Some of it, like I said, was a little naive or whatever, or just I don't know. I was just like, I'll just do this until I'm doing it. And I always thought I'll make some sort of living, even if I can scrape by a living. And I felt like I would was pretty good. It could be pretty good. Yeah. As we're talking about this, I'm getting buried. The feature act is fucking destroying. <laughs> you can just hear like people like, yeah! I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, the good news is that happened on the last show, and then you've crushed it oh, as okay. well. So. Yeah, that first show, by the way, no one knows we're, we're even referencing, but everyone killed. It was great. Yeah. Great crowd. Well, like I said, you know, the good news is the 9 o'clock show is here always hotter. So, okay. you know, I, I feel confident you're going to go decimate. All right, perfect. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I wasn't so much confident it just felt like i'll just keep doing it. i never it just didn't register to me to like think i had nothing else that i wanted to do or thought i could do yeah and like i said i felt like i would i would do pretty well with with comedy there are laughs or not laughs and i always felt like i was getting decent laughs there's plenty of times where i was like i suck i need to get better i still have that now even after that last set that was good so like i think it is a balance of confidence and also self-hatred really you know what i mean that thing of like i'm good but i gotta get better yeah i think is helpful which is true for every person well, every me, comic all right so i always like to close with one you know either personal or kind of inappropriate question i don't know if this will will qualify but has, has there ever been a moment where you you questioned it or you're like did you ever contemplate like i don't want to do this or maybe this isn't it was there ever a moment like that or have you been just all in 100 percent the whole time no never really a moment i there wasn't. I wish there was like a story of like for one second I thought, but a guy fucked me in the ass and I got no. I just um, nothing like that ass fucking to get yeah, you back yeah, on the stage. A, I'm a bad improviser. That didn't make sense. But no, not really. I mean, like I said, there was definitely moments where I was like, I'm not gonna make a living, but I didn't think to do something else. I just thought I gotta reconsider the way I'm doing it. Yeah. I, de- I, I definitely thought like, how am I ever gonna make a living? I saw I, I can only do 20 minutes. I because fe- I featured for a really long time. And was broke for a really, really long time. But then sometimes you realize it's just like, oh, I need to take care of some mental stuff 
first and then you can kind of navigate it so i had a lot of self-doubt but never a thought of quitting for whatever reason yeah i thought of killing myself i thought of quitting life but not <laughs> comedy um well I'm, I'm glad you didn't yeah oh thanks and yeah, i hope you continue to not do that yeah <laughs> that's my plan is to not kill myself or quit comedy this will if you did this would be a very sad podcast in hindsight oh my god wouldn't all aren't at some point, we're going to die, and all of our podcasts are going to be so sad. We're like, <laughs> life is great, man. Fuck it, woo. Yeah, you're like, like, oh. Remember that? It'll be like when you watch Belushi in Animal House. Yes. <laughs> and that let light in the eye. And then yeah. It's just, uh, it's just gone. It's got really cynical. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always like to close on a depressing note. Uh, Perfect. But, Joe, you know, I think there's, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, interesting notes and value in here. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you being at the club and uh, spending some time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, our go, pleasure. I'm going to go piss, and then hopefully this set gets derailed. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go fuck it up for him. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you are enjoying the pod, please leave us a review. Uh, if you're not, just shut the fuck up. No one needs to hear it. And uh, also, please tell your friends. Right now, I think it's mostly just my friends listening. We'd love to have your friends listening, too. And please support our sponsors, LightSwitch Advisor, your one-stop for on-demand digital marketing services for boosting your Instagram followers. Or to building a new website, LightSwitch Advisors has you covered. They do our website, so check out theirs, lightswitchadvisors.com slash hustle. And our shoe sponsor, Van for all of your shoe or clothing needs. Uh, you can't do any better than Vans. It's pretty much all I wear, and look how cool I am. Thanks.